this is why I'm doing this. It brings me so much joy. Everything's created with intention um, and be able to share that, you know, all my crazy weird recipes, like with people I like yourself, it. it's amazing. Healthy food does not need to be boring. No, not It can at be all. sexy and delicious. Welcome to Black Belt Foodie Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. What's up, people? I am so excited about my wonderful guest today on Black Belt Beauty Radio, Amber Cottle. Amber is an incredible chef. Um, She really specializes in foods that nourish the body. And she's the owner of the Source Cafe, one of my most favorite go-to spots to eat at um, in the South Bay, Los Angeles, California. And why I wanted to have a a conversation with Amber, first of all, because she's just a wonderful human. She's authentic in her whole process. I think it's very easy to detect that as well. Um, If you ever taste Amber's food, you feel the love and the intention, you know, created within it. And, you know, she's just She's. I've known her for a while now, and it's fun to witness her evolution and how she's just continuously creating foods that just are not just healthy. They're absolutely nourishing to the system. They are, you know, created to invigorate your most optimal performance. And that's what they do. I mean, I'm very picky about where I eat. Anybody who knows me knows that. <laughs> um, you know, and I and it's like it's non-negotiable for me. That's the thing. Like I eat where I eat and if it doesn't qualify to my standards, which is, you know, 100% organic, non-GMO. Um, I know that sounds gnarly, but whatever, that's my standard. And, you know, I, I just won't eat there. But gratefully, I got Amber's spot to, to um, you know, to enjoy when I'm not eating in my own kitchen. And I just, I really wanted to capture, you know, what makes Amber Amber and, and you know, why is it that she's so um, inspired to create foods like this for all of us to enjoy. So I hope that you, you enjoy this conversation with her. Um, I think that it's really important for people like her to be known, you know, to be heard because there's a ripple effect. Uh, and that's, I'm really, really interested in ripple effect. You know, it's like, it's these small, these small gestures that make a large impact. And maybe you don't feel it or witness it right away, but it's totally happening. So, you know, the great example, when you're eating foods that make you feel good and you're walking around and you're performing good and you're feeling good, that's energy that you're sending out into the world. You know, we are conductors of energy. That's a, it's, it's very logical to me that, you know, when you, when you feel good, you're going to radiate good. And then that's, you know, going to affect the people that you encounter on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, not only is there direct impact um, in the immediate in our systems by eating foods um, such as the ones that Amber is, you know, Amber creates, but also there's this long-term ripple effect um, 
you know, that that takes place too, that's beyond just us, you know, and what we get to feel. So Amber's rad. I am so excited because I know that I have so much to do with this woman. Um, we're very aligned when it comes to, you know, health and, and taking care of herself, our process in that way. So um, follow her on Instagram. Her account is awesome. Um, it'll make you hungry. Um, but she has a rad blog. Her Instagram is Chef Amber LA. Um, yeah, so you know, without further ado, I'm really excited uh, to dive deep into the mindset process and the heart of the wonderful Chef Amber Cottle. Cool. Okay. So should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Amber, I'm so stoked to have you on Black Belt Beauty Radio. I just, I have so much gratitude for you. I think People like you are so important um, to the world. Um, I feel like food, healthy food, has been such a kind of like this. Kind of, people think of it and think, or in the past more so, mm-hmm. like it's this boring kind of, you know, oh, I gotta eat healthy kind of yeah. thing, right? And I think that there is this uh, redefining happening when it comes to healthy food, where it's becoming more exciting. It's becoming more kind of. In vogue, even, right? It is. And I can say that, you know, for as long as I've known you, which has been several years now, you've been on the leading edge with it. And so... Thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> thank so you. It's so such a exciting. mutual benefit. <laughs> um, I, I do want to say, before we get into mm-hmm. your background and, you know, what you've got going on now is one, one of the things that I love about your food is that you truly approach it from not only a place of pure love and passion, but true nourishment. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't serve just a healthy salad with yeah. some greens and okay, maybe some avocado because salads are healthy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny how I describe your food to people. I'm like, she'll just put some like, algae with this like <laughs> special mushroom and the salt from Jerusalem. Like I I'm just, I'm making this up. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yes. You're, you're, and because food is a science to me. Well, I was about to say, I feel like a scientist in the kitchen. Because you totally are, right? I mean, and that's how I approach my diet. It's very, you know, much from a scientific approach that um, is intended towards longevity and optimal performance. Yes. Um, And I know that, you know, your recipes, it's like you're, you're targeting specific things in the body from fiber to essential fatty acids to, you know, vitamins and, you know, proteins, you're you're hitting all those things with your recipes, um, you know, being sugarless and just, exactly. it's, it's so nourishing and it's so good and it's so exciting. And I'm so grateful that I get to walk to your, (laughs) (laughs) like, it's honestly, it's, I don't think I could ever move from where I live because uh, what would I do without I love your you. food? Thank so, you. Well, that's... it brings me so much joy. <laughs> this is why I'm doing this. It brings me so much joy. Everything's created with intention um, and be able to share that, you know, all my crazy weird recipes like with people I like yourself. It. It's amazing. Healthy food does not need to be boring. No, not It can at be all. sexy and delicious. Totally. Um, and, and, and like I said, everything I do is made with intention. Yeah. Well, it's, it's felt. Um, and I can't wait for you to be able to hopefully just, I don't know, produce more to where like more of the world can experience it because I think it's so important. Yes. Um, okay. So I want to kind of backtrack and get into, you know, 
young Amber and, you know, just tell our listeners some of your background and, you know, maybe your relationship to food when okay. you were younger and how you've kind Absolutely. of come to be. Okay. All right. Wow. So hi everyone. I, um, so I'm 41 and I can't remember a time in my life where I wasn't obsessed with food. Um, I remember at a very small age, um, wanting to cook in the kitchen with my grandma around four and five. And then I was always in charge of family meals at age eight and even books. And even as a little kid, every, every single book I picked up that had like a description of food or pies, I would have to like reread it. And I knew in high school, definitely I wanted to become a chef. And I'm one of the lucky ones that I've always known what I've wanted to do. It's always been a calling for me. And so there was never a doubt in my mind that I wasn't ever going to be um, a chef. And so I started to go to cooking classes early, early in life. Um, but I also developed um, a little bit of an unhealthy relationship with food also early in life. Really? So I abused food. I used it as comfort, especially sugar. I used to really... Um, dive into the sugar for happy events, sad events, anything in life. I mean, sugar was my best friend. So part of my story too, and my journey with food and how Source was uh, eventually opened five years ago is my sugar addiction. If I didn't have to go, and that's a whole probably other podcast. Yeah. But because of my um, my kind of my eating disorder and my sugar addiction and and the health challenges that that created, that desperation to change drove me to. Um, open up the source. But before the source, I um, went to a apprentice in Southern Colorado and had um, a Italian training, Southern Italian training. So my background and heart is Northern Spanish and Southern Italian and moved here 17 years ago to open up Metatronio on the pier. And here we're in um, um, Hermosa Beach. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so opened up Metatronio and ran, ran that. <laughs> going to happen. Was uh, let's see, operating partner there, and that was um, heavy-duty tapas, Mediterranean food, still healthy, but towards the end of that career, I started to suffer with inflammation and chronic mm. fatigue and adrenal. My adrenals were blown out in stress, and just it was just a late, toxic um, atmosphere for a chef, and I, my passion started to shift towards how can I, how can I feel better mm -hmm. and heal myself with food? Because I had, at Mediterraneo, I had had a hip surgery, a hip scope. Oh, wow. And after that first hip scope, I remember saying, the doctors, of course, wanted to give me another hip scope on my other hip. And I refused. I said, I want to heal myself with food. Universe, show me the way. Yeah. And so from that journey, I started to make the turmeric tonic, which is at the source now, and yes. slinging it out of the back of Mediterranean to my customers. <laughs> and it. seriously, people were getting off, losing weight, getting off their anti-inflammatory medicine. I mean, it was amazing. Mm. And I was like, God, show me the next step. And so that's like a very fast version of how the source was born. So um, just so our listeners know, you are the owner of the Source, yes, Cafe, the source Cafe in Hermosa Beach. Um, and we just had our five-year anniversary just this last week. Congratulations. So, so thank you. So grateful. Yeah, I feel so grateful and blessed. So one of the things we were kind of talking about a little bit before we started hitting record is um, as a longtime resident of Hermosa Beach, um, where it's essentially where I come from, mm -hmm. um, I, I knew of the two restaurants that were before the source, basically, yeah. two other health food um, spots. And, you know, they definitely had some good quality, healthy foods. 
There was no soul when you walked in Mm. there, though. You know, there wasn't... When you walk in the source, you definitely feel an energy, a camaraderie, a vibe. I mean, your employees are truly happy. I love them all. I think they all know (laughs) that. Um, And it really... I think it's such a statement to to who you are as, you you know, kind of mama source and as a businesswoman because, you know, it's one thing to be able to be providing this what I call a very talented menu. Yes. Um, that's super nourishing and, you know, on the leading edge of health food. Um, but then to also cultivate such a beautiful, um, healthy environment within your employees. And that's, you know, it, it, it all works together. It does. It's all synergy. Yeah. I mean, you can have the best food in the world, but if you walk in and the energy's horrible, I mean, I don't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And some of the best compliments I get are customers and like yourself that walk in and be like, Oh my God, we just love the energy. How did you create the energy? And I just think that that is a hard thing to bottle up and just, that's a hard one. And I'm, yeah. how did you create? So I know we're going to bounce around yeah. a lot. So let's we're, just, um, yeah, I know. Gemini, double Gemini's. <laughs> we well, really actually got, we're, <laughs> we got, honestly got like four Gemini's in the room right now between Roxy and I. It's oh, true. It is. Um, so hopefully you guys can all dance um, with us because we're about to be all over the place. But can you, can you talk about that a little bit? How, how do you approach, um, you know, that, basically creating yeah. this this energy and this camaraderie that is so easily felt in your business at the source. So I think for me, I learned some really hard lessons and I was shown through my career as a chef and through the restaurant business since I've been 15 of how I don't want to run a business. Mm-hmm. And I have worked for many wonderful people, but um, it just, it was miserable. I've had some very miserable times and treated like crap. And I decided I'm never going to treat my employees like that. And I feel like I treat them how they treat me. That was the first way. And I feel like they take care of me, but I take care of them. And it's all respectful. And I'm also very open with them. If there's a problem, we deal with it at that very moment. I'm very authentic. I show my vulnerability to them. I cry. I'll even go in and say, hey, guys, I'm at a level 10 right now. When I was opening up the source, working 80 hours a week, I'd go and be like, guys, I'm at a 10 today. I'm definitely going to cry on the register. I mean, why hide it? Because if I hid it and I wasn't honest with them, I probably would have screamed and then regretted something. Um, I feel like... Also, I worked my butt off. I wasn't just in there bossing people around. I was down on the floor scrubbing the floor. I was I was in it with them. That's and a real leader. That that was something that some of my past leaders did not do. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, they were like, do this, do that. And I just was like, no, I want to lead by example. And then I believe really strongly in core values. Mm-hmm. And so we made a, we make a list and we go over them and we kind of talk about them. And that's really, and if somebody, for instance, shows up late, it's not like, okay, you're fired or you're written up. It's like, hey, you know, you you believe in integrity um, of, you know, that was one of our core values. How is this, how is this showing up in your life now by you being late and how is this affecting the team? And so talking through stuff like that. But I also think to my staff, um, they're so freaking amazing. They want to be there. Of course we all have to make money and clock in, but they're so passionate and driven, um, to be there too, that it does show, like you said, I mean, I think that, you know, people do not work at the source that want to just slop a salad in the bowl. Those mm-hmm. people have not made it. I mean, these guys take their care, they take their time and care, and they you can feel the love. And I always remind them, this is not me growing by myself. This is all of us growing together. This is not just my business. This is yeah. all of us. And I think that empowering the employees also, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to make mistakes. But at the end of the day, um, it's not the the world's not going to end. We'll just we'll find a solution and we'll move forward. Yeah, so. because everyone's in their own journey of learning and growing. So 
of yeah. course, mistakes will be made on on you know in everyone's process, but it's that team it's work the and team how you work too, together and allowing people, empowering people is it's so amazing because again, I've worked for people that have never allowed myself to shine yeah. and empower myself. So. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, like I said, they take care of me. I take care of them. It's a it's a two way thing, and it's um, I'm I'm so great. I'm so blessed. Well, we can tell as you know, people who come into the stores to eat there, that it's not just you know you're not just creating food that's nourishing, but you're definitely you know nourishing your employees. And, yes. You know, and they're putting that that vibe out um, exactly so so easily so and they're so proud too so I think that you know they're totally. just so proud it's amazing like they're just so like I'm like be proud of your work you're yeah. a part of this this is awesome it's super special like we change people's lives every day it brings us so much joy kids that oh have never God. had a gluten-free cookie before moms with autistic children that can't eat I mean I've yes. had dozens and dozens and dozens of emails and thank yous and it's just that is why I'm doing it that I brings me that. so much joy you know people like me that have a gazillion things I can't eat and the no sugar and then this and that, and I can create a yummy pudding or a brownie and, oh my and can eat that. It, it makes me so freaking excited to combine I, the craziest ingredients and make it look. <laughs> In fact, I have something here today that's kind of weird. I was like, Rox, yes! Roxy's coming over. She'll eat it for sure. I'm so excited because I have an idea, actually, that I won't, I'll talk to you about after this, but that's <laughs> perfect. Of course you would. So funny random thought really quick is... You know, I go into the bathroom, we're getting ready to do this podcast, and I'm looking around and I see the products. And, you know, uh, it's funny because your house is a house that I could spend the night in. And I'm sure you know what that means. Yeah, it's because the apple cider vinegar and the You've got everything. Oil, I've got everything. I walk into your house and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to see your kitchen. You're like, well, it's not the Chef Norm kitchen. I'm like, no, 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 the ingredients. Right. Um, I feel that, you know, food, like I said, for me personally, I approach food as from a very kind of scientific um, approach. So I study the body. I'm a biology geek, mm -hmm. right? So I study the body from a cellular level, nutrigenomics, mm. right? How is diet and lifestyle affecting our genes? Yeah. And then we can go into epigenetics and all that. And so, you know, um, when I'm in the kitchen cooking, I feel like a fucking alchemist. Yeah. Straight up. And I... So fun. It's that... You it's are so doing that. So... You're totally an alchemist. Uh, I am. I get off on it when I find when a potion just works. I'm like, damn, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> like this was so exciting. This was so magical. What just happened? But I feel that's where my spirituality comes in. And I sometimes I don't even know what I'm creating. All of a sudden, I just create. I'm just creating. I'm I in the flow. I'm love. just in the flow and creating. I'm just like, Ooh, well, because awesome. you're such an artist. Period. I mean, and I think that food is just. You know this. It's a medium for it you, is. right? And one hundred percent. And it's such a beautiful one, and it's such an offering to the world. So, like I said, I feel like you're so important. So, to go back really quick, yeah. um, to childhood, I think it's rad that you knew, you know, right away or you know early on that yeah. you wanted to be a chef because you know I definitely was like. I remember the first time in high school um, when they come, whoever they were, I don't yes. remember, but like, what do you want to do when you graduate? I'm like, yeah. uh, and I'm a surfer. I'm like, I'd be a lifeguard. Like, I had no idea <laughs> at all. Um, so I think it's really rad when people do get that insight yeah. at such a young age. Do you remember, um, you know, was there anything that kind of really stood out? I know you mentioned like you'd get into books and kind of know, but what was your favorite kind of food when you were younger? 
Um, mm, I started getting into seafood. I remember seafood was really exciting, which was weird for like a seven and eight year old. Yeah. Um, that was That's pretty sophisticated. It was sophisticated. <laughs> and I would want like, I was really obsessed with like fruit salsas at a oh, young age wow. and like seared fish. Right. Um, and that, and then I got into ki- kitchen with my grandma and did a bunch, started baking actually. And that's where the pumpkin oh. bread and pies with her and, um, and roasting meats. Um, but I have to say that when I knew my mom started to, to find me garnishing the plates and wiping the edges of the plates at like 10, 11 and 12. Right. Really? So I'm not going to just like slop spaghetti on a plate. Right. I'm going to make sure that the edges it was all like, pretty. everything had to be pretty. It was like a, it was like my painting and my, both of my parents are um, artistic. My dad's a photographer, so oh. they get it and they're, they're hippies and free flowing spirits. So they encouraged me and sent me to a little teeny culinary training at, um, I don't know, I was young, I was like 12. Oh, wow. And I remember it was, I knew from an early age though, Roxy, that I definitely wasn't a baker because the baker, there's a difference between baking. um, It's very meticulous and I'm such a free flowing, crazy Gemini that I was like, oh, I'm not following a recipe. Do not even give me a measuring cup. It's a joke in the kitchen with my business partner. She's our our baker and she's like, chef, did you measure that? Because I'll like help her. (laughs) She's like, chef, did you measure that? I'm like, no friend, you know, I didn't. And you know, and I was like, I have such a hard time with it. So I knew that from an early age that I wasn't gonna go to like the French culinary baking route. So that's that. cool. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Um, there is a scientist that I love, um, Dr. Andy Galpin and you know, he's in the sport world. Um, and he, he, he talks about how, you know, people, how, how we are with our diets, you know, you have the baker, you have the cook and then you have the chef Yes, and it's the coolest analogy. And I, I don't want to, you know, chop it up in the wrong way, but essentially, you know, a baker is very specific. Very. You can't do a little bit of this and do a little yeah. bit of that. Like everything needs to be precise. Yes. Whereas a cook could be like, let me try a little of this one. I'm definitely the cook yeah. too, right? And the chef is someone who could do it all. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's how he, you yeah, know, it's a I little like bit it. different. But and when you hear him explain it, especially in the realm with, oh, with I like what, it. how he was talking, it's so cool. But um I'm the same way. Um but funny though, that being said, one of the things that I'm not a big dessert person because again, like sugar is, I haven't, I don't eat sugar, yeah. you know, outside of natural sugars sure. that come from fruit or maybe, um, the occasional coconut sugar, sugar or honey maybe or maple syrup. Maple. But even that is super limited just yeah. because I'm very, you know, mindful about the glycemic index Absolutely. and all that. But I am so liberated that when it's time I know. for me to have a dessert, you can indulge. I get to come to your yes. spot and I don't just have, oh, two choices. Yeah. It's like this boring little, what? there's all kinds of radical shit in there where you're like, what? What's this blue algae ball of this, collagen? And It's my favorite. And it tastes oh, so good. <laughs> and honestly, those creations for me come to what? I can eat. Yeah. So I'm determined because I have, I have thyroid issues and hormonal issues. So I have, I have foods that I just don't eat. And so, and I don't eat sugar. And so I, that's what pushes my creativity. It's like, okay, that my best or my funnest challenges is give me a box of ingredients that are really random Mm -hmm. and a diet that's very limited. And let me try to make you feel satiated and excited because I have, I have, people all the time that are like, this is my diet. This is what my doctor said. I can't eat. It will be a list of like 30 things that they can't eat. They're like, please develop, design something for me. And that's where I'm like, like the pudding I have in my fridge is, is made. There's no fruit or sugar. It's made out of um, cauliflower, you know, cauliflower and pumpkin. And it's got baroo nuts on top and it's got rock slices and maca root. But you know, it's a pudding and it's like, all it is is protein. 
And it's got and healthy super fat. Food. It's a superfood, and it makes you feel so good. And I'm like so excited. Now it's not for everyone. Like if you, sure. if it's a person that really eats sweets, I took it to somebody last night, and they were like, "Hmm, this is interesting." <laughs> but yeah. for people like us that you know, try we're to, in it. We're in it. Like it's like it's such a it's like such a dream, and that's when I get off on it. Like it makes me so excited to create that, and yeah. then other people are like, oh my God, can you make more of that? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to try. I want to talk about, um, and I know it's probably a big subject, yeah. and, and and I know that you and I will have many more conversations, but you just said something how, you know, maybe people who do eat sugar and yeah. aren't necessarily so deeply submerged in this, yeah. you know, kind of healthy, um, exotic food exactly. menu that we, are, you know, eat every day. They, because I will often wonder this myself, like it might taste really good to me, but maybe to someone who doesn't eat, you know, have my taste buds, yeah. maybe it's a little like, oh, yeah. it tastes healthy, quote unquote. Right. When you, um, w- when you decided that you were going to quit sugar, what was that process like for you? And, and really like w- why, you know, I mean, obviously you, I'm sure you knew that it wasn't yeah. good for you, but what was the real driver to say, this, enough's enough, and yeah. I gotta, I gotta quit this. This is a, this is a whole other podcast, also. Okay. And um, but I will okay. tell you. So for my sugar, I had it was definitely a sugar addiction. I mean, just like any other addiction in the world, and I was letting sugar run and rule my life, and I had no self love. And I, this was three years ago when almost I quit sugar and I just, I like hated myself and I just felt awful. And and also I had like a ton of um, health problems, and I. Um, Set, I had lost my pure. I mean, the list is really, really, really? long. From so it affected the, your hormones. It affected everything, my leptin, my hormones. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, the vanity of the weight and everything, but it was like mental fog and everything. And I just actually, honestly, I was desperate enough to make the change. And I wanted to feel, I wanted so much to feel better than, more than the need to eat sugar. And honestly, I had it was a spiritual practice for me to stop. Like mm-hmm. I just was like, you know what? I want to love myself. I want to feel good in my body. I want to improve my health. I want to feel better. God yeah. help me. And yeah. basically, one day at a time. I mean, I just know for me it was um it 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 ruled my life. It was. It was like a major thing. And now I do I I do not eat any sugar. I don't even eat maple or coconut sugar or honey. I just do um coconut water and fruit. And the occasional organic glass of wine or tequila. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, so that's like my, but that's, um, but yeah, I think for me, it just now that my, but it is a, it's a spiritual practice for me. It's like faith, to, wanting to feel better and caring and, and developing that self-love and faith that like, oh my God, I love myself and I feel so good. That's so cool. Yeah. That's, I think that I'm re- I'm a big advocate of, you know, our body IQ, yeah. right? And I think some people have a sense of, and what I mean by that really is like just that connectivity that we yeah. have to our body. Yeah. You know, we, there's a compass inside of us. There are 100%. I think that there are people who are highly sensitive to it and, you know, respond to it. People that don't have that sensitivity, maybe because of their current diet and just not just diet, also like, you know, lifestyle, you know, maybe. 
people are so used to walking around feeling sick. It's the norm. Yeah. I'm bloated. I'm gassy. I had really bad gas tonight. It's like, hey, that's your body in a very subtle way. That's an easy way of maybe you're eating something that you shouldn't be eating. It's not normal to ride or, uh, walk around gassy and ha- gassy and bloated all day long. I have headaches. I have migraines every single day. And that was me for a while. I was like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. And now I'm uber sensitive. Just like you said, like my voice, I know that this is a sign that I'm overdoing it. I'm losing my voice right now. <laughs> and my body's like, hey, slow it down. I mean, little teeny things totally. now. Well, I'll eat at the wrong restaurant and they'll use a the wrong oil and I'll come home and I'm like, I feel like I have a hang over from like a canola oil. That's how sensitive my body is. Yeah. So sensitive. And then it will affect my bowel movements, which that's a whole other podcast. And- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's such a legit topic though. It really oh my is. God. Yeah, no, it's so true. And so I, you know, the, so people just on the topic of body IQ, you know, there's all kinds of diets out there. Yeah. Right. And I find that diets these days tend to be so tribal. Yeah. I'm vegan. I'm vegetarian. I'm paleo. I'm this and I'm that. And totally you know what? Agree. To each yeah. to each his own. Like yeah. wherever you feel your most, you know, your healthiest, your happiest, your most empowered, great. Exactly. I'm also a believer that our bodies we're constantly transitioning in life. We are constantly changing. So personally, I don't eat meat. I eat, you know, wild fish yeah. and I eat organic eggs, but that's my only source of animal protein. If I woke up tomorrow and my body, you know, was asking me for meat, for meat. Yeah. I have this super sensitive connectivity to where I know, oh, this is not an emotional kind of random thing. Right. This is something in my body saying, hey, you need, maybe it's the iron or exactly. you know, the B vitamins or something. So I would just find a very, you know, ethically sourced, clean exactly. piece of meat and I would get after it. Yeah. So I I wanted to kind of, so going back to the sugar thing, I think it's so powerful that you, you know, you felt that desire of, you know, I want to feel good. Yeah. And, you know, you had that sensitivity to your body. And even beyond that, what was I think is so special is that you took action yeah. to make it happen. How did that feel in those first... Can you kind of walk us through? Because I feel like a lot of people... Sugar's a problem. Sugar's people. a problem. And I hear people say, oh, well, I just want to do no sugar the first month of January. It's like yeah. but then people go back to their old ways, even now at the source. You know, I have customers come in and say, I'm just eating so much sugar this month. And it's like, we can have the balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to throw it all out the window because it's the holidays. But when I was, when I let go, uh, what was your question? When I let go of Just sugar? Just the process, like, so if you could talk about maybe, you know, how your body felt even within the first couple of weeks and, you know, the struggles within that, like when you would feel the urge, what would you do to kind of stay yeah. on the path? I feel like um, I definitely had to go through a detox. I mean, I was, a, yeah. I mean, sugar is a, ma- a major stimulant. I was, I yeah. felt like crap. So I did take it easy in terms of like exercise. I knew it was going to be like a, a pretty big gnarly detox. Yeah. I, um... Let's see. Ooh, besides that, that was like probably the biggest struggle when I was cr- doing the craving. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where my spiritual practice came in. It's like I don't. I'm searching now for something to feed something in me that I don't need. Like meaning, I don't really need that cookie right now. I'm feeling emotionally in an uncomfortable place or feeling stressed or sad or lonely, and so now I'm looking for a substance to stuff that hole versus being spiritually connected. And so it is a very spiritual, it was very spiritual for me. I really had to get down on my knees and be like, 
And plus, I needed to look at myself. What am I trying to, quote, stuff? Like, right. Why am I wanting to stuff emotionally eat right now? What right. In, in your life, Amber, are, do you need to, like, look, take on head on? What... So you have this self-talk with, you know, when you felt the craving. Pretty much. Which is, and, and I think one thing that I am registering is that you were really honest with yourself. Yeah. And calling yourself out. Like, Big what time. is this about? And then the other part that I picked up on that, which I think could be really cool for people who maybe do want to quit sugar, is you attach it to something bigger. Yeah. You know, you you, you, you put it in this realm of spirituality for yeah. you. So it was it was much more than... I just can't have this. Right. It wasn't a diet. It was a lot. And also I I kept reminding me myself of the desperation for change and, and realizing how sick my body was. I mean, I was in so much pain, Roxy. I was overweight. I had adrenal fatigue. I had candida. I was looking at another surgery. I had lost my period for three years. I mean, my cortisol levels. I mean, I was not okay. I was not good. And I was like, Amber, you're slowly going to kind of deteriorate your body with, with sugar. So I think people have different levels of the sugar thing. I think that some people can eat it in balance. I choose not to because it just might be too much of a trigger and I'm not willing to go back there. But um, I'm just, I want to feel good and... I just want to feel good, and that need to feel good over the sugar is 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 it. And also not having that diet mentality, um, and like that's why I'm creating some more desserty kind of things right now because I do crave that kind of stuff sure. every once in a while. I want yeah. like a sweet treat, and so I have like a fudge right now made with dates at the source, and I love it. it's sweet. It tastes like the real deal to me. It's amazing, yeah, totally right. But I think that um, but that's like just a, an okay craving to have. That that's not me wanting to like emotionally stuff my face with. No, and uh, and you know obviously dates you're going to get vitamins and minerals yeah, exactly. and you know fiber and so so it's again it's this nourishing approach. What I love too is that I think that a lot of times um, you know there's this people like for example we're coming up to New Year's right yep. so what happens after New Year's everyone's like okay I'm going to quit this I'm going to get in the best shape it's our gonna- busiest month. <laughs> Everybody turns, sure. everybody turns paleo and gluten. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And we do juice cleanses, which is fine. I'm glad I'm glad to be there for people to help them for get sure. through that New yeah. Year's hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend about this the other day. She's like, you know, it's a holiday, so I'm not even going to try now because I just know. Exactly. And, you know, I, I said to her, I said, I understand that. Yeah. Because she goes, I'm all or nothing, you yeah. know, so I got to just quit everything. And I said... Here's the thing, quitting th- some like even just if we're going to focus on weight loss. Yeah. It's easy to lose weight. Yeah. It's not easy to keep it off. It's not easy to keep it off. So, one thing that I and I'm I'm so curious cuz I feel like we're going to be very aligned here. Um my approach to my diet is never about what I can't have. And I mean, I should say that, you know, I don't have these kind of cravings of like, I don't want French fries. Yeah. I don't want these sugar things because it's just, it hasn't been a part of my diet for beyond a decade now. Yeah. So my taste buds aren't, they don't, I don't crave it. Um, but I, how I think of my diet uh, is more of what my body needs. So it, for example, it's four o'clock, not literally right now, yeah. but just it's four o'clock in the day. I think about Okay, what else does my body need to function optimally Absolutely. that I haven't given it yet today? Did I eat my blueberries yet? How exactly. much fiber have I How given much fat? myself? Have I had an avocado? Like exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And so I feel it's the more of this approach of like, yeah. you know, not subtracting but kind of adding. So I was telling my friend who I had this conversation with the other day, even though you know you're going to get hardcore at the start of yeah. New Year. 
you can start putting pennies in the bank right now. Which Little is baby like, steps right now. Exactly. Doesn't have to be every. Do not have to throw it out the window. I mean, I just want to use an example that. Yeah. I went. Um, I threw a part for our five year anniversary and holiday party, and yeah, I had a couple drinks. I I had some of my gluten pasta that was organic. I had some dairy. I never eat that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't stress about it. Right. And but I don't have to eat like that every single day just because it's December. But then the next couple of days I like to go plant based mm-hmm. and do more liquid meals. I just did a blog on that. So that for me works. I love meat, but I don't need to eat meat every day. So there's balance you can do. And like tonight, Absolutely. I know I'm going to have bison because I'm craving it. I'm feeling a little run down from my exercise. So yeah. I'm going to have bison and it's intu- intuitive eating is so hard, mm-hmm. but once you get there, can you describe what that is for people who don't? So know? intuitive eating is really, really, really tuning in and um, listening to your body about what your body needs. And you know what? It might ne- it might be that you need some yogurt today and bison tomorrow and plant based the next day. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I know when I'm low in, in iron and I need something, or I know when I need a little rock cow that I know that my magnesium is low. Right. Um, that kind of stuff. I think it takes time to distinguish between restricting dieting and intuitive eating. I think, I think that gets jumbled for people sometimes. Um, it doesn't mean intuitive eating. I can go out and eat whatever I want anytime. Like, like, Ooh, that cookie looks good. I'm just going to eat it. It's not emotional. It's not emotional. It's like, Oh wait, I I, I know I just had a strong workout. So I know I'm going to have some complex starch after my workout. I know I'm going to have some extra fat at night because I'm feeling depleted or yeah. Yeah. Maybe I want to do an intermittent fasting, meaning I'm going to eat at 4 PM my dinner and not eat till 10 or 11 the next day and be liquid just because it feels good and yeah. just feels good. I'm a big intermittent fasting person. I love it. I mean, Obsessed. I, yeah, I'm Obsessed. a 16 hour on yeah. or off. Sorry. And, um, and you know, I find that, um, it, how do I say this? It makes me feel so. I typically it's hard socially sometimes, right? Because it's well, like it's very talking. hard socially because people are like, "Why do you eat dinner at four p.m.? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you like that old now?" And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, it's real. I'm eating right now." <laughs> well, it's, it's easier in the in the winter because it gets it dark earlier. And I personally, yeah. I'm like, I'm out bed at nine o'clock. I'm me like, too. good night, world. Um, so, but I find I really do love intermittent fasting. Um, I love kind of. Um, you know, biohacking. And I think that's the biology geek in me is just this constant, um, you know, search for ways to just optimize more. And and I don't get too crazy with it. I think that, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I like to kind of be very natural about it. So yeah, I don't do it every day. Like you said, it's not very social. I can't go on a date and be like, Hey, yeah. I'm at an 8, 8 PM date and no. I just already ate my dinner. No, it's not an everyday thing, but when you can do it, do it. Yeah. Well, and just biohacking in general, biohacking I feel like there's so there's, because I listen to so many dope biohackers yeah. who are just, I love it because they present new and exciting things. Um, and some of which, you know, I will try and implement in, in my own process and then other things I don't feel a connection to. But again, that's like the body IQ thing. Um, that actually bridges me to what outside of intermittent fasting, yeah. what are you into right now in the kind of biohacking oh, wellness space? I, I have so much. Cause I believe that before we were talking about this is, it's not just about the food to stay connected and be aligned with our bodies. It's my, I believe mind, body and soul and, and everything. So right now yeah. for me, yes, I've got 
the food and I exercise and I drink water and all that great stuff. Um, but I'm into oil pulling in the morning with my sesame oil. Oh. Um, I do that for five minutes every morning. That helps um, detox and it's actually great for gum health. How do you do that? Um, you basically put a tablespoon of sesame oil or coconut oil in your mouth and you pull it. You don't garlic it. You, you swish it around and pull it for five minutes. Pulling just means swishing? Yeah. You're swishing, but you're really pulling it in and out of your teeth. Okay. And um, and then you spit it in the toilet and I get the most compliments on how white my teeth are. That's the vein side effect, but I do it for gum health and also for, um, it's, it's, it's awesome to help with detoxing. Oh. So I do that and then I drink my ACV and lemon water mm-hmm. and then I have an infrared sauna right here at my house right here. I it's saw a, that when tent. we walked in. I was like, okay, and that helps really with, that's over. a biohacking. That helps me with inflammation. I especially do that of my off days of workouts. I okay. have a chi machine over here that basically aligns your spine. You put your heels in it and it's great for the lymphatic system and it shakes you for only 15 minutes. And it's for people that have a desk job. It's is equivalent to about a 45 minute walk. It's like the vibrating oh, wow. kind of plate. So Got that's it. a really great biohacking thing. It's really great for lymphatic and me- metabolism. Cool. I also have changed out all my light bulbs to um, day bulbs and night bulbs to help block out the harmful junk light. And the blue light, which I just did an um, interview yesterday about, I wear glasses that block out that light. That's what I got from Dr. McCullough and Dave Asprey. Mm-hmm. And then after I got back from his conference, I was motivated to get an infrared and near-infrared light. And I use that all over my body for actually for sleep, adrenals. I do my thyroid every night for 20 minutes because I've been doing research with people that have slow thyroid and low leptin like myself that the light in the combination with my glasses mm-hmm. will help. And so it's amazing. And plus a gazillion supplements and stuff that I take. But yeah. those are some. And then I, I go to Korean spa once a month for scrubbing because our skin is our biggest, I mean, biggest yeah. Yeah, it's an organ. It's an organ. Right? It's the biggest, yeah. and that's really exciting. Um, I feel that's a like- lot. I'm like on the extreme. I mean, I've, I said that in my interview yesterday, and the man was like, "Wow, you're really extreme." I mean, there's a lot of little, but, but these are just simple little things at my house that I can do. And if I want to have a detox weekend, I have like a little detox weekend here. I think it's so important, and I think it's becoming even more important because. You know, just the way that life is is moving for all yeah. of us now. So you know, fast. it's fast, it's fast. busy, it's toxic in so many it's ways. So in our outside environment, I know it's gnarly. And you know, women like us who yeah. are just, you know, we're we're we have several goals, and we wake up every day with you know a drive to attack them. And you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of weight to carry. And and so you know, how do we nourish ourselves outside of food, even exactly. to to be able to to keep going? Going, but to not just keep going and and be run down because that's one thing that I, I do. It's interesting, you know. There's a lot of quote unquote wellness people out there, yeah. right? And you know, they're legitimate wellness people, but you know, in this like with social media and and on the business end of things, to uphold a kind of you know your presence and your business and a certain standard, it takes. It taxes your health. It, it ironically, takes, and right so now it's it's doing that. That's why my voice is going out because I know that that's I'm getting a sign saying slow your butt down. Yeah, practice what you preach because I practice. I'll tell you another little biohack yeah. is I set my alarm for 2 p.m. every day and my alarm goes off no matter where I am. Sometimes I forget why it's going off and it's my <laughs> self acknowledgement pause button. Oh, and I stop and I take a breath. And I, I'll just acknowledge something or take a breath, Amber, breathe, like stay present. It like kind of puts yeah. me back in the present moment because I can spin by two o'clock. That should I've gotten done by two. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? It's like, bring yourself back down. So 
I feel like the other thing I wanted to say too about moving so fast and, and balancing all that mm-hmm. is just get outside. And I have to remind myself, like that is probably the easiest biohack and pause button for me is just get some damn vitamin D. Absolutely. Put my feet in the sand. Yeah. Keep my, just put my feet naked in the grass, 15 minutes just to do a reset, to slow down. It's so important. I mean, I think it's, I'm right there with you, surfer, live in front of the beach. I have to, I have to touch nature, um, in some way, shape or form every single day to, I, I, I actually frame nature as what's true in life. Mm -hmm. Like everything outside of, you know, nature, um, is kind of like dreams that came to be, you know, yeah. someone, you know, imagined this building and then they built it, right. and, you know, and it's visions and it's, and it's, it's all wonderful and it's all beautiful and it's all important. But to me, truth yeah. is nature. So I need to constantly be touching and connecting with that truth. I love that. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, I love that. Yeah. I totally uh, relate to that. Yeah. I mean, you're doing mm-hmm. it in your own way. And I think that's what helps, you know, you as well as myself to stay so kind of grounded and present because it's, you know, two people, you know, in the wellness space, I, I know one thing with everything that I'm building and everything that I'm doing, I am unwilling to become unhealthy yeah. as a byproduct of the quote unquote exactly. busyness that's going to come with it. That already does exist with it, you it know, um, because then there's a loss of authenticity. There is. And I don't, you know, t- I actually feel that the most, to me, success is how many days have you lived present and authentic throughout yeah. your whole process. Yeah. You know, that's that's real life success to me. It is. And that's why my 2 p.m. alarm, it, that is like, let's get back connected, Amber. Yeah. Get connected. That's a beautiful. Be present. Be present. And that, it's so easy, like you said, to just get so caught up in life and not. Yeah. It's so easy to get distracted and be unaware and authentic. But I do have to say the older I've, the lessons I've learned, I put those healthy boundaries for myself. I know I need self-care days. Mm-hmm. And even in the midst of chaos, I could work every damn day at the yeah. source. But I, I say no. And I think that's a powerful thing. I need quiet time for Amber. I need to go lay out in my backyard with my puppy. I'm turning off my phone. I'm putting it on airplane mode. That's like self-care. I'm going to go lay naked in my backyard. And yeah. like, that's it. And don't, get that vitamin D girl yeah, everywhere you need it. <laughs> don't talk to like those. And that helps me reset. I have to have my resets because I have to, as well. I have, to have my resets. And are you, do you, do you consider yourself an introvert and uh, extrovert or maybe an ambivert, which is, you know, the kind of balance between, I think I'm a balance. I'm definitely more extrovert. I mean, I'm like definitely the most hyper um, friendly Gemini. I mean that I want to meet people, but I definitely need my own Amber time, even in relation, any type of relationship. That part of it is I need quiet time for myself to reset. Like, let me just go to the woods with Sadie for the day. And then your dog. Yeah. Yeah. My dog. (laughs) That's my puppy, my sweet Labradoodle that saves me. Yeah. You think puppy, you think small, but she's like so big and beautiful and fluffy. (laughs) So cute. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I think people would be surprised. I, I probably, if I took an actual quiz, would be an ambivert just because, you know, I'm definitely not, um, I'm not shy no. and I'm not, I'm not really uncomfortable in, in large settings, but I'm like 90% introvert. Mm. I am, I need, not only do I need my recharge time, but like that solitude is so important to what I find that it's done over, you know, all the years of my life. I mean, I'll be, you know, 40 next year in yeah. May. It just has, it allows me to 
have the, the voice within myself be so loud and clear, right? And so that solitude is so important because that, that fuels my creative process. It fuels, you know, the nourishment that I need for myself. So it's, you know, I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely more of an introvert. Mm. Which is, <laughs> well, I feel introvert. I, I'm craving some solitude right now. And that's why I'm kind of on, on edge. Like, yeah. I'm going to take some solitude this weekend. You are. I am. Just for Saturday. I just, yeah. That's, that's it. Before yeah. my family gets here and stuff, but. Um, yeah, the holidays are coming up. So wait, okay, let's go into food again really quick. Yeah. What's, um, tell me for, what's three things that, this, I'm totally putting you on the spot. No, that's okay. Three things that you couldn't live without in the kitchen. It could be a spice. It could be a food. Um, we'll leave tools out, but just, Okay, yeah. I was going to tools. Let's see. <laughs> So let's see, let's see, three things I can't live with. First thing for sure, I would say I live use, without. Live without um, well, I use coconut oil, the coconut oil family, and probably everything, yeah. whether it's savory or sweet. Um, I think a good salt is really, really important. So I have a, um, it's a mixture of a pink, a pink sea salt. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. And then, um, oh my God, that well, this is hard. I know, I totally put you on the spot. Um, what is something that keeps me? Oh my gosh. I want to say like, I, I take avocados. They're always with me. I feel like they save me. Um, they're essential. They're essential. They're, it's like, it's an, food. it's an essential. If I, at the end of the day, if I'm, yeah, if I'm slammed, I can grab my bag of beet chips and an avocado and just. And you're, you're chilling. The, yeah. <laughs> but I would say, let's see, coconut oil, um, an essential that my sea salt, and I would either, it's a tie between, um, Avocado or chlorella because I feel like that just keeps me really strong and I oh, eat it yeah. every day. But that's more of a supplement. But I do put it in my food. No, but it's so. I mean, there's protein in that. Yeah, you know. I mean, but right now, broccoli is my favorite vegetable. I air fry it every day. It makes me so happy with um, seaweed. I put dulce and kelp on it. It is my favorite with coconut oil and salt. See, that's it. I could have a meal every day. All I need is my <laughs> bro- organic raw broccoli. I can use that in my smoothies, right? My coconut that's oil. So I, I always have broccoli in the fridge. I never ever not have broccoli. I love broccoli ever. It's in the so good for your brain. Um, I eat it. it helps with um, my bowel movements. It helps with everything in my life. And actually, it definitely broccoli. That's it. Broccoli, sea salt, and, and coconut, coconut oil. oil. You really could live every single day with those three things with some water. That's it. Yeah, I love that. You're you're turning me. I've I've already looked up an air fryer several <laughs> times on Amazon. I almost texted you once when I was at Bed Bath and Beyond. Like, which one do I get? So, I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, uh, it's awesome if you live. It's amazing. Yeah, because you could just put vegetables. You in just there put them in there. And... I spray a little avocado oil and a pinch of sea salt. Yeah, done. Crispy. What and do it's you, fast. What if? Um, what do you think? If you had three three pieces of advice to give to people who right now want to make a big difference in their diet, you know, with the intention of, you know, creating a more healthy diet, a diet that feels good. What would be your three top things? It could be, you know, to take something out, to add something in, you know, a process. What would that look like? I think one of the biggest things I always ask um, people is um, what, write down what in your life or what food is making you feel bad. I mean, you, you know that, right? Like say you get up and you drink two Cokes every morning, no judgment. And you feel, you know, just start a, start that list and start to just be, maybe just give one thing up. You don't, have, and that's the thing. It doesn't have to be cold turkey. So my first advice is like write down that list of stuff. It could be gluten, dairy. It could be a hundred things. Just pick one thing. That's my first advice. Second is, for me, how I started to make a change and what I help is it's all about um, planning. Mm. So plan, 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 and it takes a lot of freaking work, you guys. But 
you know, if you know you're going to be working a 12-hour day tomorrow in your office, what do you take? What are you taking? What's your breakfast? What's your lunch? What's your dinner? What's your snack? Yeah. You know, and I'm not even saying it has to be healthy stuff, but people either tend to starve themselves, grave, graze, or then they make mm-hmm. unhealthy choices. choices yeah. But if you meal prep, or at least you go to the store and you even just get some prepackaged healthy food, at least start with planning is probably the first thing. Yeah. And then at least pick one thing that you can kind of eliminate from your diet that's not serving you well. And then the third thing is is have balance and be easy on yourself when you're doing it. Like don't go, you don't have to do cold turkey. Um, I always recommend people to try to do some sort of um, liquid meal, like, and it doesn't even have to be a full liquid meal, but like, can you get a green juice in? Can you get a bone broth in? Can you get a smoothie in? Because we digest, so can you get just a soup, something um, that's so much easier for our bodies to um, digest the vitamin, um, absorb the vitamins and minerals. That's awesome. And that doesn't have to be hardcore. That doesn't have to be hardcore either. Um, It's just, it's like the subtle changes that you can make. The pennies add up, you know? They do. And maybe for, you know, people wake up, the water in the morning is like a tip I always try to tell people yeah. too. Yeah. Um, when they're making diet changes, oh, I wake up, I'm so tired, and coffee is the first thing in their mouth. It's like, wait at least, take, drink at least two glasses of water, and then go on with your day, and you'll start to feel a little bit more. Or drink water before your meals. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine just going satiated. straight to coffee in the morning. Right. There's like I have like three. I know, herby right? I know beverages <laughs> that I love and I enjoy. I know. Um, yeah. You know, for sure, apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Warm water, lemon or lime. Um, cayenne pepper, pink Himalayan sea yeah. salt, and um, Omega stevia. Yeah. Every morning without fail, yeah. it's been the case for years. And yeah. it's, you know, and then there's like three other drinks before coffee. Totally. But, um, actually, that moves us into, by the way, that's all rad stuff. And I think that the writing part, I've never heard anybody say that. I think that's really cool to, to, to analyze yourself and be like, what does this make me feel like? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of food journal for a minute. Okay. Today I ate you know, or even if it's something that you typically do often, like you said, if someone wakes up in the morning, the first thing they do is they're grabbing, you know, a can of Coke and drink, well, what does that make you feel like, you know, afterwards, an hour afterwards and, and just self-analyzation and then, you know, kind of create a plan from there of what to eliminate because your body tells you. Your body doesn't. Like I said, some people will have 20 plus things they want to cut out, but you can't, it's not realistic to do it all in one day. Yeah. You know, cut out Maybe cut out the the dairy first if you think that's giving you an upset stomach. I mean, you can kind of figure out the, yeah. or maybe it's the the processed foods. Maybe just start with that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be everything. One um, thing at a time. One thing at a time. It doesn't have to be as extreme as Roxy and I. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're like very we're very hardcore, but it took it took a while for me to. It get, took years. It took years. I stopped eating fast food in 1999, and you know, I still ate dairy after that. I still ate gluten after that. I mean, there was. It, you know, there was such a process, um, because that was a big one. I grew up eating Taco Bell. Like I'm, oh, me too. you know, same. Oh, yeah. I, you know what, that's, that's one thing that I think is so important because, you know, people do see us as really extreme and that, yeah. that's kind of a challenge sometimes for me because it's almost like people think, oh, well, you know, I don't want to have to be this regimented or, you totally. know, there's no stress. It's all love in my life, right. the way my, I go about my diet, yeah. you know, um, but it could come across as like, it's so regimented. Exactly. Um, but the thing is, is that it, 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 it takes time. And I think that, you know, the more that you are patient with yourself and you just 
process of elimination, you know, like one thing at a time, like you said, for me way back in the day, 1999, I just, I'm going to cut out fast food. Yeah. And then, you know, that led to so many other things after that. But I think that it's important to, to be easy with yourself and not just like you said, like, yeah. don't just try and hit everything at once exactly. because not realistic. It's not realistic. No. And thinking about the adding part, right? Like if you can add one green smoothie to your diet yeah. every day, you're getting the fiber, you're getting your, you know, um, chlorophyll, the magnesium, exactly. the, all that stuff is so important. Um, yeah. So I love that you said that. Uh, I want to ask you about, uh, rituals. I know you, you kind of talked mm-hmm. a little bit about it, but do you have any, you know, daily rituals that, you know, food and, yeah. you know, beauty or yeah. like body wellness? Oh, let's see. I am all about my rituals. You guys, <laughs> I was too. like, there's not enough time in the day for all this, the stuff I do, <laughs> the stuff I do seriously. Um, I feel like in the morning, well, my first, um, I, I journal and I do morning pages from the artist way, Julia Cameron, amazing book. Um, so I do that. I do get my prayer meditation. I get connected. That is non-negotiable as I'm drinking my lemon water with apple cider vinegar. Um, but before all that happens, you guys, I'm oil pulling with my, um, <laughs> with my <laughs> sesame or coconut oil. So that is definitely a ritual that I do every single day. I, um, do not start my day without, especially my meditation and getting, um, getting connected. Yeah. Um, what is something else that I do, um, every single day? Uh, well, my 2 PM pause thing, that's a pretty big commitment. Yeah. That's kind of turned into a ritual. And then at my nighttime, you guys, I, this is a rule that I break, but an hour before I go to bed, I turn off that cell phone and get it out of my bed, get off social media, turn it on airplane mode, and just get back connected with myself and just quiet time and do some reading. Like that's really important to me because I can go to bed checking emails and then I'll, that's just, I take the, like get it out of the, it's, I could I'm making always, a sour face. I'm like, I, could, <laughs> I could always be checking emails. There's always an email. So I just turn it on airplane mode and that's I'm beautiful. And that's like a huge thing. Um, what is another, I mean, I have a ton of like facial, I do, I have a whole skin thing that I do. I've got my infrared light that I yeah. put on my, my face every night. Mm-hmm. Um, I do some like face exercises when I'm driving oh. um, in the morning that helps like firm up my cheeks. And so I do these weird like things with my cheeks and like my voice and stuff to oh. um, open up like my know throat are. chakra. <laughs> but I do this in the car because it's a little fun. I do it in the car. I do my throat chakra and then I do like these uh, face exercises um, in my, on my face. I'm sure people pass me on the road. That is so funny. What is that? <laughs> but it helps with, like, yeah. It's like, I mean, we work every other muscle in our body. Why would, why would we think we wouldn't need to make, um, work our face muscles? Totally. So, um, those are kind of some of, and I've got other, great. other more ones for women that I do, um, <laughs> <laughs> that I, I started to do. Yeah. So, um, you're hitting it from all angles. And I think, you know, black belt beauty, that's, it's this trifecta of feel good, look good. And that lends to performing good, yeah. right? So when we feel good, that is definitely going to show. And then there's definitely things that we can do, um, you know, from a physical perspective that, you know, amplify the the looking good part. Yeah. And when you've got those two elements just, you know, on, on level 10, you know, you, I don't know, man, you, I feel like you get better performance out of yourself in life, you know? And it's it's trusting your, trusting yourself, trusting the process. But like you said, it all leads to better performance, all that stuff. And of course there's like self doubt and fear in my life, but it's great just to be able to like stop and push through it and get recentered and just 
I yeah. love that you said that because my I had it. <laughs> I was so curious as a business owner and someone who's just an artist who's constantly, you know, creating yeah. and 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 stretching basically in, into new territory. Even when you feel nervous, um, when you feel fear come in, what do you? What's your self talk like, and how do you push through it? Oh man, fear, fear, fear. I mean, we all have fears. I feel like um, fears push me. For- push me closer to what I want. I know that I'm, when I'm really, really scared, I need to sit down and really, I do a lot of journaling. Yeah. I get a lot out on paper. And you know, fears are really not facts. Fears is future tripping, it's anxiety. So I know it's not real. I let myself spin. One thing I've really learned, Roxy, is to allow myself to lean into it for a minute. Like, don't yeah. try to say, don't have the fear, Amber. You're being in fear right now. Nope, I'm just gonna lean into it. This is really effing uncomfortable right now. And what am I, I, I it's, that's my intuition trying to tell me something like I'm not aligned. I'm not connected. So then I get it out usually on paper. And again, I give myself if I need the full day to kind of, you know, be in solitude. Mm -hmm. Um, then I can get out of it. I can choose to trust and be connected and choose to have faith in myself and know that, I mean, honestly, there's so many things in this world. We can't change you guys that, that what's the option. I can either sit there and like be in fear of all these things I can't control or just like roll with it. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's how the business less. I mean, we're having some challenges with, with our new location and I was in so much fear around it. And I stopped and I was like, Amber, like you can't control the electrical box six feet under. You can't control the <laughs> 10 contractors that are arguing. Like, you can't control it. So I'm just going to ask for the best solution for everyone involved. And this took a lot of years to get this mindset. Yeah. But knowing that that universe has got my back, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm in my zone and in my flow and challenges are going to happen. And when those challenges come, I think it's like just a sign. They're lessons. I don't like to call them challenge or problems. They're lessons of sure. how I can tweak something. Um, but it's all like trust in myself. But that took years of like, first I had to love myself yeah. to develop that trust, um, mm-hmm. to know yeah. I've got this. And yeah, like I call confidence. in my, I do this, um, I share this at a women's conference that I call in my divine queen energy when I'm feeling really like out of sorts or like insecure, tired, and just ask for that yeah. queen energy to come in. And I've got this, like I'm a divine badass woman. I love right? it. I or love goddess, it. Right. Yeah. I, I have my, a similar reminding myself of that. That's so dope. I, there's, um, a goddess, she's a Nordic goddess, Freya, mm-hmm. and she's the, she's she kind of represents bold. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I feel that I I kind of evoke my yeah. I do yeah. you know little Lilith uh, power Big goddess time. a little Freya um, I love it I love that though yeah. I mean you got it it's all listen if this is fucking brainwashing then yeah. so be it if it's elevating us and totally. allowing us to kind of push past these points I mean I'm starting this podcast. I can't tell you how many times I'm like holy shit as an introvert you're putting yourself out there. Like, I'm sure fucking am. Yeah. Like, I, I know this is something that I have to do. Not because it's filling some void. It's because I want to do it. It's like people like you that I just love wrapping out with. I mean, I, I we're going to wrap this up because we can go on forever. Okay. But I, I'm so excited to do more with yeah. you. But it's also, it's this... Um, you know, it's, it's not only a benefit to me that I get to sit here and listen to you unpack your process, but I want to be able to share it with people. Cause I think that there's so much value in it. And I know that, you know, for me as such an 
I'm in such a, I love podcasts and I'm listening to them uh-huh. day in, day out. And, and they have advanced me in so many different ways. I agree. Everybody yeah. shares their story. It's all about sharing our story and mm-hmm. who's maybe we'll touch one person. I know I learned, I get so totally. many messages off of, out of somebody else's authentic podcast or story. I love it's amazing it. spreading it. I mean, yeah. I know it's so awesome. It's so exciting. It so exciting. Okay. My last question, um, for this, um, this episode with you is what's exciting you right now in the realm of wellness that you can share? Like, is there anything that comes to mind that's... I feel like for me right now, I'm really... Um, or even if it's food too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think the biggest thing that I'm really excited about is the benefits I've seen from blocking out the blue light of my health. Mm, like I've cool. really, really, really seen a difference in my sleep. Um, that's... Sleep is huge. It's huge. It's a huge, I mean, that's without sleep. It's ridiculous. I I melt down. And then I think that, um, what else? That's like the biggest tool that I, in wellness or in health. And then with food right now, I mean, I've been on the, um, chlorella kick for a long time, but Mm -hmm. it's just, um, I keep getting reminded that I don't know. I need it every single day. It's so good. I take it's, it every single day. Yeah, for de- and it's just help, It just helps with um, all the heavy metals and stuff in our body. It does. Absolutely. It does. Um, and there's a ton of like food stuff I could go off on um, because it's really fun to experiment with like vegetables and use them in sub of fruit and stuff like that and push the envelope with all that stuff. So... Um, really? I'm like, I'm all excited. I'm like, wait. Is there- I use frozen. I basically use all frozen vegetables as ice cubes instead of fruit in my smoothie. So I've got right now in my fridge, I've got three different types of sweet potatoes, broccoli, cauliflower, zucchini, avocado. Um, de la cotta squash is my new favorite one. It's amazing. Ooh. And butternut squash, all in baggies. It takes a tremendous amount of work. But yeah. I get so off on making this huge smoothie bowl for breakfast with my protein powder and all my adaptogens and it's like a little sweet and there's like no sugar and there's no fruit. Not that I'm not saying you guys that fruit's bad. It's just sometimes for me, I need to take a break from fruit. It's just nice for to sure. Yeah. Have I, have that. That. I, um, I, I make a, I've been doing this for a while and I love it so much, but a big green veggie bowl, uh, frozen veggie bowl. Yeah. So it's like, it's basically veggie ice cream. Yeah. So it's a mis- mixture of frozen kale, frozen broccoli, Frozen spinach. So same idea as mine, yeah. Same, yeah. yeah. Cauliflower. Yeah. Um, and I, I always put blueberries because blueberries are so important. They are. Um, they actually grow neurons in the brain and they switch on this. I'll get a little sciencey for one second, but they switch on this pathway in the body called the NRF2 pathway. Mm. And it's kind of like this major switch that control, it regulates over 200 genes that you want upregulated. So anti-inflammatory, antioxidants, um, it does DNA repair damage or DNA damage repair. Um, and so, and not, not only that, it tastes so fucking good. So I'll put blueberries in there and like acai, um, avocado and it's, it's protein powder. It's so, so good. It's, this is the kind of stuff where it's like, People think that eating healthy is boring. I feel like I'm cheating right now. On, no, on what? I don't even know. But I know. Like, holy I know. Shit. Me too. It's so amazing. It's I know. so good. I'm so excited. I, I'm so. We're gonna wrap it up so I can try whatever you made. Yes, we're gonna try it. I made that. What did I make? I made a cauliflower pumpkin pudding out with grass-fed gelatin, and it's got brew nuts on top. It's got raw cacao and some ginger and some maca root and just a little coconut milk. But there's no sugar. I did use a little stevia with the protein powder. I'm so excited. So it's all veggies, you guys. Good fats. It's great for pre or post. Anyways, it's fun. It's again, it's probably not for everyone, but it's it's delicious. Well, I think we're gonna we should video because I want to record a little. Bit and then you okay. know they can see my reaction, which 
again, maybe I'm not the best example because I know I'm gonna love it already, but I'm so excited. And I just, can you, before I wrap out and tell you how much I love you. Thank and you. I'm so excited. This was so fun today. I love you so much. I love Seriously, you too. Thank you're you. so special. Um, can you tell our listeners how they can find you yes. and stay up to date with you? Yes, so I have a blog. You can go to chefamber.com. Um, my Instagram handle is Chef Amber LA, and then Facebook is Chef Amber. And Source Cafe is in Hermosa Beach, so if you live in the South Bay, please come and say hi. We're expanding into Redondo soon, 2018. Um, yeah. So, oh, so thanks, you guys, for listening. Thanks, Roxy, for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, you guys, check her out. Stay in tune. And if you're hungry, um, I don't know, you might <laughs> be careful with their Instagram account because it's so good, um, but it's super inspiring. So so I would definitely recommend to stay um, stay updated with Amber. Thank you. I love you, girl. I love you, Thank too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for taking the time to check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it with your friends. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave me an honest review. Let's connect. I'm so excited to do that in this space and really create content that elevates your mind in support of your best performance in life. You can find me on Instagram at blackbeltbeauty. I'm active there every single day and I look forward to connecting with you all. So thanks again and I'll catch you on the next one.